Welcome to the Different Not Difficult podcast, where they share the stories of people with learning differences like me that grew up with it, how they overcame it, and how they became successful like they are today. So today I have my good friend and personal trainer from years ago, Greg Verdell. We met at Platoon Fitness five, six years ago, and we've been friends ever since. He really uplifts me in my most difficult times, so I'm very thankful to have him on the show. Thanks for coming, Greg. My man, Pots and Pains, Coop, hanging with Mr. Cooper today, baby. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show, buddy. So tell us Thank a little. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for a living. Ah, uh, a little bit about myself, man. God, I've been in the house for two years. I don't even know where to start. Uh, like Coop said, I was his personal trainer. I did that for over ten years. I still dibble dabble in that a little bit now, just uh, doing it virtually. Uh, at the moment, I'm currently helping uh, with my wife's uh, daycare business, so I'm helping her manage that. Uh, once the weather warms up a little bit, we jump right back into the car stuff. I am the founder of a Cars and Coffee here in Delaware County called Souped Up Saturdays, where our main goal is to support local businesses that have been hit and hurt during COVID. That's beautiful, man. That's really, yeah, that's really about it, man. So last time you spoke, Last time we spoke, you told me you had a learning difference. Do you mind sharing what that learning difference is? And do you mind sharing a little bit about and how old you were when you figured that out? Uh, yeah, so I guess, you know, throughout my whole childhood, um, just something wasn't right. You know, there was never a diagnosis. It was never anything that my parents looked into, but I always kind of knew something wasn't right. You know, but I kind of think that's, um, that's just how that generation was brought up, you know, as if maybe you weren't trying hard enough when really there was something there that just wasn't right. Uh, and I actually didn't figure it out until 2012 um, when I was in my 20s and I re-enrolled myself back in a trade school to better myself. And it was actually then that I learned that I just learned a little bit differently than everyone else. Um, I'm more of a hands-on type of guy versus the classroom. Um, I ended up making the honor roll um, and graduated on the honor society going through trade school when I struggled my whole life um, with school. So so you were just like worked your butt off until you succeed. So like you really were like, I'm going to show people what I can do and what I'm capable of. Yeah, and like I said, it was it, it, it's different when you go to a trade school because the first half of your day is either in a lab or in a in a classroom. So it's it's different when you can see something that you just learned about, and it kind of makes everything click. Versus you know when I was in school and everything's just out of the book, and they're they're trying to create a picture, and if that person's not really good at creating a picture, then you may not get it. And you kind of know how that goes, you know, if you can't keep up with the rest of the class, you know, it, it does affect your grades and it, it does affect you as an individual. Um, so when I got to trade school and I actually started seeing the, the types of grades that I was pulling in, it really helped me. So you mentioned a lot about like what was like before you diagnosed, did you see any significant changes in your life after figuring it out? Yeah, I wanted to help other people who might have had the same issue that I did and didn't look into the path that I found later. And it was actually a client who pulled me aside from the gym. And, you know, they pretty much asked me, you know, what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I told them, and, you know, I even told them that, you know, I, I wasn't, 
I wasn't very good at school. And that's kind of something that I put in my head too. But surely after going to trade school and, and you know, graduating on the Ironer Society, I, I proved myself wrong that I actually, I am good at school. I just take in information differently than other people. Yeah, so this shows a lot about like empowering people and showing them that not all is lost. Even if you learn differently, you can still figure out your niche and be good at that. Like just because you learn differently doesn't mean that you're gonna you're gonna fail or that you're not gonna be able to do that. You just gotta find what your good area is. Like kind of how you found what you're doing with cars and stuff, and just you're more of a hands-on type of guy. That really helped you change the trajectory of your life. It seems exactly, exactly. And I think too, it's like you know a lot of the reason a lot of these kids. I mean, and I had it. You have you had anxiety with tests and everything else is you just you feel dumb, you feel stupid, you know, like, why am I not able to get this information and everybody else is. And, you know, like I said, like, with me now, the changes that it made is I can speak to youth and tell them like, hey, I've been there, you know, and that's what I did. Uh, in 2014, I spoke at uh, the Haverford school to eighth graders that were getting ready to go to high school. And I explained the same thing to them. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to be right out of high school. Um, I knew that school wasn't for me. You know, I went to college for a semester and it, it, it was the same issue. It just wasn't for me. So I dropped out. And when I enrolled in my first trade school, which was personal training, you know, it was kind of the same thing there. You know, you learn half in the classroom and then you're in the lab. So hands-on was the way to go and you know I, I teach that to kids now you know college might not be for everyone you know there's other avenues and there's other routes that you can take to get your end goal yeah for sure like college isn't for everyone like i know a lot of kids that i went to high school with that are like be going to become things that are not in college like some people just don't do well in the classroom they like need yeah. something else and i think it's cool it, that you, it, it, you go no no go ahead I think it's cool that you talked in the Haverford school and you talked to kids about going to high school. Like, it's okay to not know what you're doing. Like, for example, here at TCU, a lot of kids don't know what they're going to do. I've been lucky enough to know exactly what I want to do, but that's not the way the world works for most people. No, not at all. And I think that's kind of a pressure that we need to change too. You know, everybody thinks that, you know, we're going to figure it out. You know, I've, I've got a whole bag of tricks here of different things that I can do in different degrees. I just kind of went after the things, um, I went after the things that I wanted to do. You know, I, I, when I was in college, I actually was going to college because I wanted to counsel at risk youth. You know, that was something I wanted to do, but you, if you reverse back all the issues I've had and all the trials and tribulations I've been through, I'm able to do that now from the things that I went through. Speaking of all your trials and tribulations, what is the one single most important thing that you want to tell kids who have learning differences and that are like struggling right now or in school or struggling in general? Like, what's your word of advice to them? Communicate. Uh, that's one thing that I never did. I think I had a fear of communicating that I had an issue because I was afraid of being labeled, you know, stupid or something like that. You know what I mean? And my parents were very hard on me with education. So the pressure of never wanting to let them down weighed heavy on me too. But I think the best thing you can do is communicate what you're going through. Because the only person that truly knows what you need is yourself. Agreed, agreed. You know, you're the one in the classroom and if, if you're truly not getting it and it's truly not working, you know, communicate it and, and let's, you know, look into it with, with your parents, your guidance counselor, whoever it is, so you, you can figure out some type of result to get you, you know, on the right path. For sure.
how about now like what are you doing to like what's your way of giving back to the community with like learning differences like what are the some of the things that you're doing uh most recently i've teamed up with a uh, another local car club i wouldn't call myself a club we're kind of uh we're a group of enthusiasts um who are really just out helping our community it's cars coffee and community is is kind of our, our phrase that we run by and um I guess what kind of what we're doing now, I guess, I guess it would tie into the whole thing of, of school. But uh, what we've really been talking a lot about now is uh, youth, youth depression. It's kind of something that we've been talking about. So I'm sure some stuff to do with school and schoolwork ties into that. But uh, right now, uh, what we're in the, in the beginning phases of talking about is how can we, uh, a group of enthusiasts who care, how can we help kids uh, that are struggling with stuff like depression at, at such a young age? Yeah, I think it's important to talk about that mental health. I feel like that's the big thing now is that back in the day, people wouldn't, they would be battling in silence because they didn't have like the, they didn't feel the need to speak out about it. And I think that was a very dangerous thing, but now it's becoming more like a niche. For example, I was reading an entrepreneur uh, magazine article was all about how mental health is good business and how like you can help people. Uh, fact, you know, I struggled with it myself and that was actually something else that I learned in 2018 after the birth of my daughter. Um, I had kept things in for a very, very, very long time. Uh, some things that only my wife knows, but in 2018 I had my breaking point um, and I had to kind of make some changes. Uh, I'm also currently reading a book now uh, that is helping kind of break those things that I went through as a child and and even as an adult, you know, uh, and just learning how to communicate. So all, all that stuff too uh, makes me want to go out and, and help others, like I said, who are, who are dealing with uh, similar things. That's beautiful, man. I'm glad that you're doing that. I feel like we need more people to talk about mental health because I feel like there's this narrative that guys can't be upset, guys can't cry, guys can't do this, guys can't do that, but that's totally fake news in my opinion. I don't feel like your gender uh, it is. dictates how you could, should act in that aspect. It is. Anyway. You know what? That's, that's, that's the stereotype that we have to break. And, you know, that's kind of how I was brought up. You know, we don't cry. We don't show emotion. But it's actually toxic when we keep these things in. But, you know, that, that older generation, you know, mental health wasn't a big deal. You know, it's, it's a huge deal now. And I think, you know, a lot of people are figuring it out that it's a huge deal, especially when you're seeing, you know, parents burying their children like we, we have to do something they're not speaking out and we have to figure out why you know it's i was telling one of the guys luckily when i was growing up i had you know i had mentors and i had guys to make sure i stayed on the right path um and you know there were some things that i would open up about that i couldn't speak to my parents about um but i never got too deep into the and I, I guess when i was younger i didn't know what mental health was i didn't i guess it wasn't until you know all the information came out that I learned that it was something I struggled with, but I can definitely say, you know, communication is key and we have to figure out a way to communicate with the youth on, on these issues. Tying it back to learning differences, how do you feel like your learning difference dictate how you felt about yourself and your self-image? Because you told me that you had a slightly negative self-image. Do you think your learning difference played a role in that? Like just always oh, feeling one, like you were behind 100%. the mark? Because I feel a lot of times 100%. growing up, I felt kind of stupid and dumb. Now, no, that's not true, but I used to feel really dumb and upset. I feel like you can attest to that because it seems like that oh, yeah. played a giant role in your life. Can you explain a little bit about how the oh, learning yes, difference tied into it? 
I felt like, and you know, like I said, it didn't happen until I was an adult. I felt like I wasn't a cool kid. I felt like I didn't fit in. You know, people are bringing in A's and B's, and here I am struggling with D's and F's, and I'm, I'm really just not understanding why. You know, so it definitely played a, a, a factor. Or, or when you had parent-teacher conferences and you're sitting there with your parents and they're discussing your grades and you know you're letting your parents down. You know, you feel like a failure. So, yeah, it definitely weighed weighed heavy on me. Yeah, every like there's a lot of days I felt like a failure too. And it's just like it's upsetting. But nowadays I'm very like I have a very positive outlook because I wouldn't have this undeniable drive to achieve goals. Do you like that you're learning difference? I look at it as a positive thing. I wouldn't have this undeniable drive. Do you think you can how do you turn your negative struggles into like a positive thing now? Like you're doing cars and coffees and stuff. I feel like you've turned your life around and you and you're leveraging your struggles to help you have this undeniable drive to achieve cars and coffees and turn that into a great organization as well as just like when you train someone, you have that undeniable like drive to get them that workout that they need. You want to speak to so, that a little bit, how you turn it into yeah, a positive? Yeah, definitely. So everything that I've been through has pushed me and has motivated me to do better. Um, for instance, when, when we train and, you know, we were working on the whole thing with, you know, throwing the football, right? Everything that I went through, I saw in you, and I wanted to make sure every goal you wanted to accomplish, my goal was to let you know that you can accomplish anything, you know, or anything I lacked in my life. I wanted to make sure that whoever comes in contact with me and becomes a part of my life, that they don't lack that, you know? So everything that people didn't help me with, and and, and it's not their fault. Maybe no. they just didn't know how to. I wanted to make sure that the, the next person or anything that I did I gave 110%. And if I couldn't do it, you know, I, I want to come close or put you in with the right person to. But I wanted to make sure I helped in, in, in some way. And I think that's what the learning difference is and, and, and the depression and all that did for me. It, it made me thrive to help others so that they don't go through that. But it's like you said, if we don't go through those things, then we don't get that fire within and, and we aren't able to, to go out here and accomplish these goals that we set. Yeah, you really changed my life. Like when I met you, you really gave me this like positive energy. Like I was this kid that was really down. But when I met you every Tuesday afternoon and you played me football and you treated me like a normal kid, I just felt this undeniable just love. Like I felt loved at Platoon. While I'd walk in a Platoon, everyone would cheer my name because at school I wasn't looked at in that way. So when I came to Platoon, that was like, you guys were like my family. Like when I came there, I knew I could be me. And I just, I'm, so, I'm forever grateful for that. Tuesday, Thursday at first. Don't forget that. It was Tuesday, Thursday, and then it went to just Tuesday. We had two days, and then it got cut down the one. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's all right. I didn't forget. Um, I love but it. But yeah, man, it's, 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 it's everything, man. And, you know, everything is work. And, you know, another thing is, you know, I, I lost two very special people to me very young and kind of took it upon myself to also carry on their mission as well. So there's just there's just so much I've wanted to do. And there's, you know, and, and I would say this too, with the learning disabilities, there were so many times that I wanted to do something and I was afraid to because I was afraid to fail. So that was something that held me back a lot. I didn't do a lot of things because I was afraid to fail. So it was when I lost those two very special people to me and I, I lost both of them before the age of 30, it made me look at life differently and say, hey, you know, time is short, time is precious. You, you can't keep living in fear anymore. You have to go after these things. And I'm lucky to still have a, a, a mentor too that, you know, I can open up to about everything now, you know, and, and he understands and uh, it's actually my pastor as well. And you know, we, we pray through issues 
And, you know, what I like about them too is everything we talk about is not all biblical, it's real life, you know? So when I was dealing with issues and I was super down, you know, we talked about it. You know, when, when things were going on in my life and I didn't understand, you know, we talked about it. You know, when I needed space, when I, when I lost those two very uh, important people, he gave me space. And when I was ready to talk, I was ready to talk. So I, I've been lucky enough to have him in my life as well to, to help me keep pushing. I think that positive energy from him kind of rub, rubs off on other people like myself. Indeed, indeed. I, and I credit him all the time and I tell him that, you know, he got me at a young age as well. And when you have people like that and people do good things for you, you have to give it back. You have to. You can't be selfish and keep it. You have to give it back. You got to spread love. That's what that's what my business is all about, actually, like just giving back. Like I've been so fortunate to meet so many great people that helped me overcome my challenges. I mean, I still struggle a lot, but they changed my life. So that's I want to give back. So that's what it's all about. That's what life is all about is giving back to the people. I agree. And I was so, like I told you, you know, I, I found out from Mike Smalls what you were doing before I even saw it. And I don't remember if I texted you or I DM'd you. And the first thing I told you, I was just super proud of you. You know, I'm just, I'm so happy that you're doing it. You know, especially like I know everything we worked through and now you're at this point and I'm like, my man, my man pots <laughs> and pans, he's hit that point and you just keep climbing from here, man. But, so I want, all my, I, want, I want all the viewers to learn from Greg and I that you need to keep going, you need to keep climbing. Life is going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. We just got to put your head down and work your butt off and get those goals and find a goal and chase it. And dude, you know what? It's, you know, you, like you said, you got down and you get down from time to time. Dude, it's natural. And I think that's another thing that, you know, people have to understand. We can't be happy every day. It's not all rainbows and lollipops every day. You know, we're, we're going to get down sometimes. You know, we're going to get in funks. Uh, it happens, but you know, it's it's what you choose to do when you're in those funks or you get down, uh, that's going to determine your future. It's like last week when I called you, I was having a very rough day and I called you and you brought me back up. And the rest of that day was incredible. And, and you know, that's what happens when you, you start to form those good circles. It's like I told you, you know, even though you're younger than me, you inspired me with the whole film thing. I didn't do it till years later it was always something I was interested in and I dabbled in. But when I, when I was ready to start doing it, I contacted you and I said, cool, what gimbal do I get? What do I do? You know, that was something I wanted to do for so long. And you inspired me to, to get into to film. And actually, you know, during this pandemic, I haven't been out, you know, DJing with this whole COVID thing. So I finally had the time to jump into that. So the video and the film stuff uh, had replaced the music stuff for me. You know, so it's like, you know, I, I have another thing to do now. Channeling your inner Mr. Cooper. I'm channeling my inner Mr. Cooper. And I'm loving it, man. You know, it's like I have a love for music. I always had a love for, you know, film and photography. Another thing I was afraid to do. And it was somebody from the younger generation that inspired me to do it. And now I love it. Incredible, man. I love I love I'm a sucker for a great story like that. Hey, well, you know, you're sitting here, you know, crediting me. I'm, I'm crediting you because, you know, the, that time that we spent together, not only did it help you, it also helped me. All right. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a great talk. I really enjoyed this time with you. Thank you so much for your insight. Thank you for watching Different Not Difficult. I'm here with my good friend, Greg Burdell, who's also my personal trainer and just a good mentor to me. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Hanging with Mr.